Welcome to Mums in the Making. Storm's grappling with the realities of being a new mum. And Rachel is currently pregnant. And neither of us has a clue what we're doing. And it would appear that neither do any of you. On this week's episode of Mums in the Making, we discuss bloating. And the real urge to have a sort of double-ended colonic <laughs> irrigation. <laughs> Exercise and pregnancy. Uh, I actually went through to four days before giving birth. We're still in the gym, doing some weights, uh, getting some very funny looks. And we find out that Rachel hasn't really been doing her homework. And they were like, how much reading have you done? (laughs) Well, I Google things a lot. (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I am better. Is is that really <laughs> the truth? Because we normally record on a Monday and it's now Wednesday and on Monday you told me that it felt like someone was making balloon animals out of your intestines, which makes me feel like you're not so good. <laughs> well, that was true of Monday, but thankfully I have made a small recovery and I feel much, much better. As you know, it's very rare that I would turned down the opportunity to chat so I must have been (laughs) desperately desperately ill but I had a weekend spent at home with my family for my sister's 21st birthday and I made my way through it I made a speech and everything but I was an absolutely stellar speech I have to say it was comedy gold I have been asked to say a few words about my darling sister and it is very few people who are able to say that their sister is one of the most amazing, beautiful, and charming people that they've ever met. But lucky for Jamie, she can say that about me and Julia. So, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. But I looked enormous during it and this is rather than this be my regular body dysmorphia, you've seen the picture, I do look very, very big, but my stomach was so full and bloated and uncomfortable and I had all these digestive issues around the weekend and I really was unsure what was going on because I was Mm. eating well and I was having my fruit but when it came to Sunday night I sent you a picture I think (laughs) my dinner was like a bottle of fig oil some folic acid tablets a bowl of prunes and a liter of water (laughs) which is rather than be a delicious dinner was uh, pretty repulsive but nothing was making my stomach go down nothing was making me feel less uncomfortable and it really just it yeah it just felt like someone was making those sweet sweet balloon animals out of my guts so was it constipation I mean I honestly don't know I know that sounds so daft but it wasn't like I was aware that I wasn't going to the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it essentially feels like, and this is what it was like in my very early pregnancy when I first told you around probably six or seven weeks. And I felt as if my stomach just felt like it was going to explode, like as if it was going to burst out of my skin. And <laughs> the real urge to have whatever is sort of double-ended colonic <laughs> irrigation I want a tube I want 
I want like a tube to go in the top end and the bottom end and just You wanted a giant pipe cleaner, is what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I wanna floss my digestive system. But genuinely, like some kind of funnel to like funnel stuff out. That's how it feels. It feels like there is just too much in there. And I know that that's not baby because the baby is the size of, uh, well, I'll have to check, but uh, some fruit, some average (laughs) fruit from a bowl. I'll explain why I don't know the size of the baby later is to do with my app. But the the baby is not that big. So whatever it is that's happening around the baby is the bad news. I'm sure baby is a key part in why it's happening. Don't get me wrong. But I know... I know that that mass, that huge bulbous stomach, only a tiny percent of that is baby. Well, bloating, I think, is very normal uh, in in all stages of pregnancy. And also you had the anemia thing, which meant you were taking iron tablets, which can cause constipation. Is that, are you still taking your iron tablets? I mean, I've not been the best at taking my iron tablets, but I have taken them sporadically, as one might. That's probably not causing you <laughs> constipation. Yeah. And did the prunes work? No. I mean, no. <laughs> they were just delicious. Yeah, nothing worked. It's so unfortunate, though, you're still feeling that kind of sickness in your second trimester, because by that time I was like, Woohoo! Pregnancy is amazing, and I've got this nailed. What do you mean, morning sickness? <laughs> I, I am a super pregnant woman. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I mean, you can hear in Rachel's voice she hasn't quite reached that stage yet, has she? So we thought we'd turn to our midwife Carla for some advice on bloating in pregnancy. Constipation in pregnancy can literally be a real pain. It's really common, it's caused by our friend progesterone, that pregnancy hormone, and that slows down the movement in your gut, which means it can be really hard to go for a poo and it can make you bloated. So some self-help things that I would suggest are making sure you've got enough fibre in your diet, so lots of fruit, vegetables, beans, pulses. Also make sure you're drinking enough water, so lots of fluids, water and fruit juices and also physical activity can really help so just going for a gentle walk can get things moving really important to try not to strain we do see lots of women unfortunately with piles or hemorrhoids because of that straining it won't do any harm to you or your baby but it does cause those awful piles to happen so try not to strain and try the self-help measures and again if you're really struggling you can see your gp who can prescribe something for you to help And it turns out that you've been suffering from bloating too, and sometimes from head to toe. Hi, my name's Carrie. Um, Towards the sixth and seventh month of my pregnancy, I became incredibly swollen and bloated head to toe on top of carrying a tiny watermelon around with me 24-7. I had to contend with my feet not fitting in any shoes to the point I went to a party wearing slippers Um, and just feeling like somebody had pumped me full of air and there was nothing I could do to deflate myself. Um, So if you are having it, I was monitored um, by the hospital and everything was absolutely fine. It was just a discomfort that thankfully went away when he was born. And Carrie isn't the only one. Here's Kirsty with her experience. I suffered with that hugely with Harrison really badly I just looked so swollen and my face was huge I looked back at photos and I was like oh my god um 
Yeah, I remember it really well. I just really swelled up. It was like water retention, like you just are full of fluid. I felt with carrying a boy, I felt really swollen and carried lots of water. My face was massive, but with carrying the twins, they were both girls. I didn't find that at all. I was probably like the skinniest um, arms, face ever. So I think, I don't know if it's a genetic, if it's a genes thing, if it's boys and boys versus girls. Um, but yeah, it's not great. I can say it does go away as soon as you have your baby. It will go eventually, like everything else does. Um, but yeah, not fun at the time. Well, I hope that's some relief if you're suffering from bloating face to feet, that eventually the bloating will go down after the baby's born. <laughs> I also am just very conscious about how much I'm moaning. Like the, the one thing I'd say is that I'm, you know, obviously aware of how lucky I am completely and I'm so happy but when you're really unwell there are moments where you're like oh I <laughs> done this and I have had like a couple of hormonal cries over the weekend just literally the last five seconds it's like a flash flood <laughs> it's like mm. cry and I had one a couple in front of my mom like it is why does it hurt so much and then it switches off again well, I certainly wouldn't worry about the hormonal bursts of crying because that doesn't stop forever. <laughs> I feel like I'm still sort of hormonally unbalanced. I was just out with the dog there, I noticed, and I bumped into a neighbour who I don't particularly know. You know, she's not like a, a, a very good neighbourly friend or anything. She just wanted to see the baby and obviously she spotted me on my nightly walks around the block. And uh, so she, she had a wee look in the pram and... I was given it, oh, isn't he gorgeous? And well, he looks, and how old is he now? Well, he looks older than that. And I'll look at those blue eyes and all that sort of stuff. And we were just having a normal neighbourly chat. And then at one point she says to me, as she's leaving, she's like, oh, well, congratulations, you're doing so well. And I don't know why, but my goodness, that hit different. I walked away just thinking, oh, God, maybe I am doing well. <laughs> I think I am. I, you know, I think lots of people have said it and I've kind of ignored but it. I think I might be doing well at this. For the record, I think you're doing a bloody brilliant job. So, Cheers. Turns out it takes almost a complete stranger for it to really hit home. Sometimes though. it does. I mean, comparatively at the weekend, what I got from relative strangers was, God, are you sure it's not twins? And who did this to you? <laughs> and did you just point at the like, six foot ten highlander at the back sadly he wasn't there so he appeared like a figment of my imagination i was like he does he does exist <laughs> tell you what isn't a figment of your imagination though your pregnancy yeah, it's loud and proud oh yeah 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 so tell me about the flow app what's going on there why do you not know what size uh, said baby is so would i say i have fallen out with him no we had we had a customer service discussion where I believe I have outlined a very valid point and I welcome any feedback from listeners, but I ran it past my mum and she agrees with me. <laughs> oh, well, the, if your mum agrees the classic. with you. So essentially when you have the Flow app, which is a either a pregnancy preventer or a pregnancy supporter app, I guess, so when you can time when you have sex and if you want to get pregnant, you do it in the fertile times. It tells you, it calculates that using lots of 
clever blue type. Yeah, lots of clever algorithms. And it works out when you're likely to be most fertile. It guesses via those algorithms when you're likely to ovulate. It is very clever. But <laughs> when I went to my scan, which we talked about last time, they told me I was a week further on than flow predicted. So normally I would log in and say, oh, I am 15 weeks and two days pregnant today. The baby's the size of an apple. Nah, nah, nah. But now because actually I'm a week ahead, the data is wrong and I'm really bad at maths. <laughs> so I go in <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I was that many days on that date and I was this and this. So that means am I, am I, should I be clicking next Thursday to find out what I am? Hmm. So I contacted them and said, hey, I'm a week along. But when I change my gestational age and my due date in the app, it doesn't update the data. The data's still the old data. And they basically mm -hmm. came back and said that in order to fix it, I have to click a button that says, I'm no longer pregnant. I just feel very deeply uncomfortable about saying I'm no longer pregnant. And that may seem daft. It probably seems very daft to app developers and product designers and people who work in algorithms and you know, construct these very interesting IT systems. Mm. But for someone who is pregnant and is worried about the horrible prospect of losing their baby or who's lost babies before, it's friggin' horrific to click a button that says you've lost your baby. I mean, I could just do it tomorrow, wipe the data and then have my accurate data, you know, when as and when I needed it. But there's something just fundamentally in me saying that this has to change for your customers because it could be much more triggering for other people who've had multiple miscarriages, who've had to deal with stillbirths, have had a much rougher time than I have to have to click that button in order to get their data white. Hello? Rachel? Hello? Sorry, technical issues. <laughs> Was it just to get a can of Coke or because you were fed up with my chat? <laughs> I had like a, this is Sandy's dad's computer, and I had a warning to say the battery was running out. And I thought, yeah, probably got about five minutes. <laughs> and, then it, and then it went, computer logging. And I was like, and that is why you have to act fast in these situations. <laughs> Yeah, just a word of warning, don't do that with petrol in a car, particularly <laughs> on a motorway. It's not a good idea. Um, so anyway, as I was saying, I'm too tight to pay for the Flow app. So I used a different app and I was trying to find it there because I've deleted it from my phone now. But it was like... Uh, Clue. Week by week or oh, okay. something. I, I, I will find it um, and I'll let you know because it was free. And it also told me that burning question that you have every week what size of fruit is my baby and i i'm going to attempt to work out what day i am so i believe no i can't work it out it's my really bad maths i think i'm 16 weeks on friday okay which so you're 15 weeks yes no i don't know i have to ask sandy this is why this is why i need the app rachel Honestly, doesn't take a genius. <laughs> if on Friday you're 16 weeks I can't remember. and it is not a week until Friday, 
It means you're 15 weeks. Okay. <laughs> yes. We're going to call that baby brain and move on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am going to give birth to a mathematician. <laughs> Nobel Prize winning mathematician. Um, okay. S- 15 weeks. So it is still an apple. Yeah. Is that right? Is that an apple last week? <laughs> oh, God, I don't I know no anything. Idea. Do you know what? And someone asked me something else the other day about general, like, pregnancy and gestation. And I just had to look at them blankly. And they were like, how much reading have you done? <laughs> well, I Google things a lot. <laughs> Is that the same? Um, so have you done absolutely no reading at all? No, I've been existing. I've been attempting to survive these horrible digestive problems but I you know I could do some reading I could begin to read well it doesn't sound like Rachel's been doing her homework Carla how much reading should we be doing I love this question so it really depends on the person that you are as to how much reading and research you want to do some women come in and they've read nothing not interested they're really chilled like yeah we'll just go with the flow which is absolutely fine on the other hand we've got women who come in who have read everything going they know as much if not more than we do and again that is fine if that's what you need whichever camp you sit in will support you ask your midwife and have that discussion with us that's what they're for we live and breathe everything about pregnancy so talk to us Please, please stay away from Dr. Google. There's so much misinformation on there and absolute nonsense, and it can be really difficult to navigate. So ask your midwife for some trusted sources of advice. So things I would say would be anything NHS.UK, Tommy's webpage, the RCOG, which is the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, have really good fact sheets and information on certain pregnancy conditions. So if you've got a high-risk pregnancy, it's really good and worth looking on there. But yeah, speak to your midwife, get that advice, but don't feel like you need to read up and be an expert on pregnancy unless that's going to help you and support you and make your pregnancy experience better. Oh God. We're also fighting over names. Like I say fighting. So yeah, there's no, there's no fight. (laughs) There's even less fight than there is with Flo. But so Sandy said that as long as, um, the baby had his last name I was able to name the baby whatever I wanted now as you can understand that is quite a dangerous carte blanche to give me who quote unquote from my friends will obviously name their their child something weird <laughs> so I am you know very creative want to have unique names every mm-hmm. single one he I have brought up he has vetoed to the point that I'm wondering mm-hmm. if veto is actually his preferred child name <laughs> Every, every single one he says veto so now I've challenged him said oh well remember that deal we struck that the baby would have your last name and I could call it anything if that deal has been rescinded <laughs> then we're changing the last name <laughs> so I'm just bargaining all over the shop my digestion is bad my negotiating <laughs> skills are are peaking are top notch yeah yeah how did you come up with Otis? I have absolutely no idea. Half of me thinks that, because um, I, I was doing the same thing, I was coming up with um, what Kerr says were outrageous names like Ocean and Phoenix and Onyx. And Love all those, by the way. <laughs> 
Thank you. Um, feel free to take them. They've been vetoed <laughs> by my husband. Um, so he was also doing the veto patter, which was um, very annoying. And he was picking quite, <clears throat> not completely straight-laced names, sort of unusual names, but... Keith. No, like he liked, uh, what did he like? He liked, like, I was about to say Jermaine, but it wasn't Jermaine. It was <laughs> another one. But it was essentially, but they were all kind of music-related, if I'm being honest. Okay. Anyway, I... I think I suggested it, although I can't remember when, and he reckons he suggested it. Anyway, who cares? I reckon what happened was I was suggesting outrageous names. Kerr was suggesting boring, dull names, and Otis was in my womb just going, oh, my God, I'm going to have to do the work here, <laughs> and came up with a name and sent the signal to both of us uh, some sort of telepathic manner that only babies can do because <clears throat> it was kind of like the name came out of the thin air and it was just the name that we kept going back to so every time we came up with a, a suggestion that we both sort of liked we would compare it to Otis is it better than Otis though and so it, it just became the the standout winner oh I like that story I want my baby to send us telepathic signals <laughs> <laughs> but there was a lot of disagreements I well I have this theory and I've run it past most of my female friends now and that is that men in general dislike coming up with ideas but they do like shooting them down <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the pregnancy Sandy just got really obsessed with for good reason I guess you know wanting to keep fit and healthy and he kept suggesting all this exercise that we should do and like we should go to the gym and like honestly that like wild horses could not have dragged me to the gym and forced me to exercise when I was feeling that way. And I also read it as, okay, he sees me putting on weight and is like, ooh, gross, let's get her on the treadmill, which is very unlikely. I know he was obviously like, let's stay healthy. All we're doing is lying in bed all day. But like you say, it's so difficult to understand when you're on the outside what the person is going through why they are just lying in a big heap all the time uh clutching a sick pole you know so but then obviously when I did start showing and things started progressing the 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 voice of going to the gym got quieter and quieter and thankfully (laughs) there's no longer much uh much pressure for me to do that so although having said that I did not go to the gym all the way through my pregnancy I was really worried about losing the baby and so all exercise that I was doing and I was a pretty regular gym goer immediately stopped when I found out I was pregnant with Otis and I do think that that's the worst thing that I could have done. It has taken me so long to get my abdominal muscles back. They just, I mean I had a cesarean so they had to cut right through them anyway Oosh. but they just ceased to work. If If I'm lucky enough to have another baby I will definitely be trying to get to the gym for as far into my pregnancy as I can because I've also noticed the girls that were in our NCT classes that were doing exercise and going for runs quite far into their pregnancy have managed to get a little bit of themselves back much quicker, i.e. they're they're getting back into their exercise quicker, they're getting back into their old wardrobe quicker. They're just keeping a little bit more of themselves and when there's a screaming baby around, there's nothing better than just getting a little bit of time mm. at the gym. 
have to say that's when you will be running for the gym. You will like, sorry, Sandy, did you want to <laughs> take the baby? I think, see that gym stuff you were talking about nine months ago? I think I'm going to start now. I think this is, well, see, this, this is what I'm going to do. The really frustrating thing is that my hobby before I got pregnant was bouldering. It was, you know, rock, yeah. rock climbing, but without ropes. Which is not advised if you're pregnant because it's quite a yeah. big fall if you uh, lose your footing or, or your hand grips. So that was a big form of my exercise once a week and could no longer do that. So that's very annoying. Well, we'll turn to the mom squad now and it turns out that many of you did a lot of exercise in pregnancy. Hi Storm, it's Judith here. I enjoy running and I find it's good for my brain and my body. And when I was pregnant, it was important to me that I was able to keep that up. I ran very comfortably up until about seven and a half, eight months when I had to start slowing down and I was just walking by, by nine and a half months. I'd say don't underestimate the strength of a pregnant female body. There were times during the second trimester where I was faster than I'd ever been before, probably because of all the extra blood that I had. My eldest is now six years old and he enjoys running as well and he's quite good at it. I like to think that's because he started before he was even born. Hi, my name's Ruth. I am a coach at Sorella Strength Studios. I'm also the co-founder of Baby Mama, which is a pre and postnatal group for women going through the amazing journey of motherhood. I trained for the first 26 weeks of my pregnancy and I am so grateful that I did. To keep moving and keep your body going is such an important thing through pregnancy. I think there's a lot of fear around what to do when you're pregnant or when you're postnatal and the honest truth is that any movement is better than no movement. Every exercise can be adapted to you and your journey as everyone's situation is so different. What I would say to any woman going through it is to invest in a coach, get some good guidance and enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. It's Lizzie. Uh, exercise during pregnancy. So I was really lucky because I went into pregnancy already fairly fit. So I just really kept up with what I had been doing already, which was Pilates, bar, um, weights in the gym. Uh, I actually went through to four days before giving birth, was still in the gym doing some weights, uh, getting some very funny looks from um, people, particularly older ladies who looked very suspicious and gym staff who looked as if they were ready to rush in any minute if my waters broke. Um, but needless to say, I was fine. Uh, the one thing I couldn't do was any running, which I'd been really keen on. Um, before getting pregnant so from five weeks in couldn't do it my bladder was bouncing around all over the place and I'd have to I'd have to stop after five minutes running so swings and roundabouts but on the whole um, I did everything uh, almost everything I could through to the end of the pregnancy. Hi Storm and Rachel it's Fee here um, so I really tried to do as much exercise as I could um, mostly during my second trimester of pregnancy first trimester too nauseous too exhausted I was really good at good with it um, in my second trimester, but then um, I have an existing pelvic injury, so I ended up getting pelvic girdle pain, which sucks. Um, but I managed uh, to get through it, but I didn't really pick up exercise again now that I'm in my third trimester. I'm mostly just doing walking. Um, I think exercise is really important if you can do it, but just not to do it too much. Um, but yeah, we'll see if uh, any exercise happens uh, post-baby. I hope so, but definitely not going to rush into it. And here's our midwife, Carla, with some more advice. I really want to get the message out there that physical activity in pregnancy is good for you. If you were active before, then absolutely keep going. And if you weren't, you can start gently. 
something like a simple walk can have huge health benefits. We know that activity in pregnancy reduces your risk of high blood pressure, reduces your risk of gestational diabetes, it reduces pregnancy weight gain, and it's so good for your mental health. So absolutely, physical activity is good in pregnancy. If you've got a really high risk pregnancy or lots of complications, then going for a simple walk is still absolutely fine. But if you want to speak to your GP or your midwife or consultant, if you want to do something extra, that would be a really good idea. The recommended amount of activity in a week is 150 minutes, but that can be broken down into half an hour, 20 minutes every day, whatever works for you. As long as you're getting out there and moving your body, that's a really good thing. I also just wanted to say that a great place to find out more information on physical activity in pregnancy is the Active Pregnancy Foundation. So it's a charity and it's got a great website, which has got loads of up-to-date evidence-based information on suggested activities, fact sheets, if you want to know more about certain exercises in pregnancy, but loads of, and loads of great stuff on there if you want to have a look. I mean, I'm waiting for this second trimester super surge. Everyone's promised me like it's genuinely I'm imagining like Mario going (laughs) power up (laughs) punching the coins I'm suddenly gonna get like five extra lives and you know my friends have said oh yeah you'll be cleaning and you'll be going like crazy and you'll have loads of projects on the go still yet to see that come come around at all but maybe that's next week I think the nesting, the cleaning and all that doesn't happen till the third trimester. It doesn't happen for everyone. I wasn't into cleaning. For some reason, I got really into DIY. <laughs> like some women get the marigolds on, I get the drill out. It's a very different thing for me. Um, but that doesn't happen till a little bit later, I don't think. It, your second trimester, it's just that you've got that lovely bump and everyone knows that you're pregnant, so you don't need to worry about anybody just thinking you're putting on the pounds. Yeah. And you don't have the sickness, so you're just relieved by that. And nobody's expecting you to go to the gym anymore. And it's just sort of you get into the the swing of things and you're in your maternity gear. So you're feeling a little bit more comfortable. And it's, yeah, I remember thoroughly enjoying the second trimester. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to enjoy it. I am ready. It's just not quite quite (laughs) happening yet. I, I would say in the last couple of days since since Monday, Monday was really the last very bad day for discomfort uh I have felt more productive I've set myself a target of doing a thousand words of my novel so I feel like that is a good personal goal and you'll know yourself you know you're talking about girls going to the gym and preserving that part of themselves I feel like aside from all the physical stuff recently I've become so fixated on stuff like planning the wedding or um you know worrying about work and it's it's taken me a moment in the discomfort of the last few days to go hang on a second like what's going to make me happy what's going to make me relax what's going to make me feel Mm. better about myself I'm like do you know what I know that I can do (laughs) and no one can argue with it and no one can take it away from me so I can just sit down and write my book (laughs) or sit down and read a book and really cherish that time, which in a few months time, I'm no longer going to have basically. So I think you're so right to do that. You're absolutely, it doesn't have to be the gym, but I think just keeping something that is yours and you feel confident in, because that's the other thing is that once the baby comes along, you'll be like, you're, you could be mother earth. And once this little bundle <laughs> comes along, you're thinking, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I, 
I've been given a job I'm so drastically underqualified for. What am I actually good at in life? Do I just put it on my boob again? <laughs> and the answer is yes to that, Rachel. So I think it's really... I do the same with Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's a really good idea just to keep something that is yours. Interestingly, in any of those anxiety dreams you were having, was were you doing a podcast with someone and then they purposely cut you off because you were so boring to go get a Diet Coke? <laughs> no, I, my battery died. It died. Mm, yeah, tell it to the judge. So are you at Standy's dad's house now? No, no, I just use his equipment. It's his laptop, so I'm at home. In Glasgow tonight, but I was at home, home in Castle Douglas over the weekend, and I did some second trimester boogieing, which she would have appreciated. The dance floor was out for my sister's twenty-first birthday, and nice. The, How's the two-stepping? It was it, well. It was good. The the manageress of the hotel came up and said, "Oh, she might be pregnant, but she still got the moves." And I said, "How do you think I got pregnant in the first place?" <laughs> And then promptly slut dropped. No, I let I left the slut drop out. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of dancing around and that was much as I could because I was I do even feel like the video of the speech. I just feel like someone came up to me and said, Do you feel like old Mother Hubbard? I was like, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> because I did I don't know. Maybe it was my stance. I don't know. Maybe it was Yeah, people People try and be really nice when you're pregnant, don't they? They try and like give you what they think is quite a funny comment or a a, a quick jest. But actually, you're like, no, no, what you're just saying to me is I look fat AF. And nobody likes to hear that. No one. No. So I used to get, oh, the bump's really popping now every time. Because for some reason, the bump never grows in a sort of casual manner. It's not like every day, just a little bit bigger and you don't notice it. I felt like my bump would be like the same for four weeks and then overnight would just double in size. So I'd wake up this, and I knew it had popped. I could see it. I'm not blind. <laughs> and everyone I met that morning and work would be like, oh, the, the belly's popped. It's popped. I'll pop you in a minute. <laughs> and that's what it's supposed to do. Leave me alone. No, it's, it's frustrating. But the other annoying thing, and if you're listening to this and you say this to me, this is my plea to you to stop. But the other thing I've been getting is having a perfectly normally a normal conversation like this one about general parenting. And then I get, you'll be fine. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I won't even be moaning at the time. It'll just be like, oh, chat, chat, chat. What do you think about your birth plan? And oh, and I had a cesarean. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. So excited to meet them. Oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> like. Well, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Do you know why that is? That's because that goes back to the previous conversation we had that actually everybody knows what you're in yeah, for and there's all just a secret conspiracy to make sure that you follow through and get to the other end and join us in the hell. That is and it. So it genuinely is, is projection. It's like they know how much they've suffered and they can see it in my future and I'm going, you know, I'm pretty chill about things. No, no, not done any reading. No, kind of open-minded, maybe cesarean, maybe gas and air. And they're going, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, it's actually what that I'm fine is, is that little glimmer of empathy that they have for you where they're in their head feeling sorry for you and they're going, oh God, she's got serious stuff. Oh, she has no idea. And then, <laughs> and then this they've is bad. not verbalised that. <laughs> not verbalised that. And then all you get at the end is, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> that, maybe that's the new podcast name. <laughs> you'll be fine. Um, but listen, I will let you go now because uh, time is limited when you're feeling good and you seem to be feeling good at the moment so I want you to go and enjoy yourself and go write those 1,000 words, 10,000 words, uh, how many thousand? So I think, I reckon I've got about 600 to do this evening. Oh, okay, 600 words, that's doable. Uh, but have a lovely night and I will see you next week when you'll be 16 weeks. Okay, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of Mums in the Making. Join us next week when we'll be talking about intrusive thoughts, baby's first words, and things you learn in pregnancy that you didn't know before. So if you'd like to get involved and join the Mum Squad, then follow me on Instagram at Storm Huntley and send me a voice note. Until next week, it's bye for now. Hold up. 